This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. Guys, it's podcast day today. Already? <laughs> Already. We're at the end of the week. Woohoo! Wasn't it too bad of a week? Went by really fast. Well, I helps would say when, so. Helps when you sneak out of the office for two movies on one day. Yeah, we double, <laughs> we double featured it, and that hasn't happened in a long time. But we, who's this we? It was just Ken and I. You were invited, but you told us no. Yeah, I that's don't, true. I don't want to go to a movie with your children. <laughs> like, Fine, they're really fun. They are really you, fun. You yeah. actually missed out. We'll talk about this later, but you yeah. missed yeah. out by not going. You All right. Did. All right. <laughs> I'm really excited to hear about so that. So we on the agenda today, we have a lot of reviews we're going to get to. Uh, Ken and I saw Nope, and then we saw DC Super Pets. So uh, uh, and then we quite had, the, the double feature. It was quite the double and feature. And then we have trailer reviews for the first time in a hot minute. Yeah. So, yeah. Some, been some, some tra- good stuff. Lots to dive into today. So well, let's get started like we normally do. Release calendar changes. Kyle, what got changed this week? Uh, mainly, it was just from Disney and Marvel because Comic-Con happened, and that means that there's going to be superhero announcements. Uh, but for some of the release cha- um, changes or announcements that they talked about, they mentioned that Blade is going to be releasing November 4th, 2023, uh, followed by Captain America New World Order, which releases May 3rd, 2024. Uh, a movie that they're making called Thunderbolts is coming out July 26, 2024. And then their version of Fantastic Four is scheduled for November 8th, 2024. But the biggest news out of the bunch was that two new Avengers movies have been announced. One being called the uh, Avengers The Kane Dynasty, which is supposed to be releasing May 2nd, 2025th. And Avengers Secret Wars, which is releasing eleven or sorry November 7th, 2025. So, two Avengers movies in one year, supposedly. What in the Harry Potter bullshit is this kind of schedule? <laughs> yeah. We haven't seen this in a while. Yeah. yeah. We had Harry Potter. Pirates did this, I think. Well, they had two back-to-back Pirates of the Caribbean and two that were pretty close. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I two and three or something. Well, Matrix. not at any time before the, the pandemic. Year, Matrix, I remember. Matrix did this. But it's very rare. And to have two Avengers movies... 2020 oh 2025 oh forget about it. why are we talking about this yeah. <laughs> i mean it was an exciting announcement at comic-con and it you know i think marvel for a while was stepping back from announcing their upcoming slate because they didn't want to like give hints away mm-hmm. and and it spoke too much to like what the story was going to be and all that but now i think that they realize hey we have to drum up some anticipation so they're making these announcements yeah that's probably the case this is this but, is Disney loves doing this. Right. 23,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> putting this 60 years in the future. Yeah. But I don't care. I'm not excited. I, Bummer. <laughs> I just it elicited no enthusiasm for me. Like, who wants to see an Avengers movie without Iron Man, without my original Captain America? Like, what is an Avengers? It's going to be all these new people. I have no idea who they are. That's and a so, very good question. Like, it's not not just, like, new characters, but there's so many new characters now. It's like, yeah. who do you put in this who do you, movie? Who does do you everyone do join? And do I care? Like, does is, is this... I don't know. Are they, Avengers has lost all excitement for me. I mean... so you but many many people who yeah. go to the movie theaters will say otherwise and i'm, I think. Go- I'm I, hope, gonna say, I hope i hope yeah. i hope everybody's not like me i'm not i'm not like 
trying to project my you two know, of the biggest films of this year yeah. <laughs> shit on their parade I'm not trying to shit on anything but but I'm just Thor like, like Doctor Cap- Strange Captain America New World Order well unless it has Chris Evans in it it has no business being titled a Captain America film in my book Bucky has earned that role I guess it's I don't not, know it's Falcon <laughs> Falcon has that. Yeah, that. Oh wait, no, that is. Yeah, that's right. I got my names mixed up. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. the What's Falcon's real name? Sam. Sam. An- yeah. No, it's Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Well, <laughs> Anthony Mackie what's deserves his real, that. What's role. his real name? Yeah. <laughs> Sam. Right. The one I want to talk They're about on this same. list is Fantastic Four number four. <laughs> yes, it's and, the fourth iteration of Fantastic it's Four. It's the third Literally. iteration, but the fourth film. Yeah. Do we well, count that nineties? One though, but the nineties one that was forgotten about. The like, one with Chris Evans in it? No, there was like that a one's there the was, there's one. weird ones. Like a weird like one the 80s in the 90s, where there's yeah, there was 80s. a Captain America and there was a oh, Thor movie no, we don't that count were those. way back. I mean no no one has seen that movie aside from right. like YouTube clips anyway. I just wanted to but bring it I up. don't yeah. care about Fantastic Four unless it has drunk Krasinski in it. That is the only thing I'm like, oh you and I would love that. Everyone else in the a fandom, bearded, I guess. You know, despondent John Krasinski. I like it. I'm feeling that. I'm not against it. Why not? Yeah. Well, and, he's and then, one of the few like big name people that hasn't shown up in these yet. Right. There's there's very few left. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would I would be interested in that one. And the only other one that got piqued my interest was a Blade movie. I was I actually like Blade. So is I Wesley Snipes, I, I'm, I'm not Snipes in it? Is Wesley yeah. Snipes in this? Then it's Blade. Okay. Blade. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get to be Blade. Mahershal Ali at five foot four <laughs> does not get to be blade <laughs> you you have your one true blade then yes i just like i okay. have my one okay. true captain america and who cares about avengers king dynasty wesley snipes would do this do movie care. for like 85 dollars right. <laughs> why, why are we not putting him in this it's not the like he talked can... a lot in the movies like he just needs to no, have his face be there big and strong and, and there's yeah. a bunch of cgi yeah like that's that's the Marvel way anyway. Why they, not go they down screw, that route? They screwed up by having <laughs> Ryan Reynolds in the last one because it's not supposed to be funny. No, <laughs> not supposed to not be really funny. It's supposed to be action packed, lots no, of blood, super violence, serious. <laughs> I want no. Mortal Kombat level he blood stab, in this. He stabs somebody yeah. and says, "Oh, I thought you wanted a steak for dinner." <laughs> <laughs> like that's what he does. <laughs> and no one else, not even Ryan Reynolds, is allowed for that in these movies. I think, no. I think Marshall Ali is. Too good of an actor for this. I think it's is similar. Is he tied to it? Is that why you keep bringing? Yeah, yeah. He's he's the he's guy Blade. starring yeah. in this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's Blade. He's what? won. He's too good of an he's actor. He's too for good. Him. He's like, won two Oscars in the last five years, yeah. and the, now he's. I know, doing but this, this is this is Jared Leto in Morbius. He may be too good of an actor for a, a Marvel yeah. movie. Ooh, I mean, Ollie's better than Leto, obviously. Why well, no? But, but he's, yeah. it's the same ballpark. I mean, it's not. It could be in that route if it goes poorly. Christian Bale was almost too good for. Batman. The last Thor and Thor. Oh yeah. Well, no, especially Christian Bale was Batman. He was excellent. Yeah. Let's not let's not do that. Let's take it easy. Take it down a notch. <laughs> this film's made like two Sorry. billion dollars. Let's take it a little easy. <laughs> I love that when it comes to our commentary for these types of movies, like we just talk crap about the actors when like we know these movies are gonna do so well. Like there's not much else for us to like go right. over with these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's why we give real talk. Like, these are the real conversations you have. True. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, that's I mean, true. He has to go through a whole body transformation. Like, who? Harshal Ali. Like, he just. I mean, not... he needs to be oh. fit, but Wesley Snipes is a big dude. Yeah. I want a <laughs> yeah. scary looking blade. 
He's half human, half vampire. I need it scary looking. Is that his thing? I actually don't know. Yeah. Okay. He, his, the vampire bit his mother while he. You was don't know. Pre- you don't know about Blade. With him, he I, was born. Blade was never something. I that's grew why up he with, was so. born a daywalker, and that's okay. why he Holy goes cow. after the. Yeah. Have you not seen this movie, the original? I guess I haven't. Chris no. Christopherson's in it. Stephen Dorff is in it. That's cool. This is what put yeah. Stephen Dorff on the map. Is he still really? on the map? No, but it was. <laughs> but. It was what he's known for. There are some really okay B-movies Stephen Dorff has been in recently, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Don't talk crap about him. (laughs) He's doing just fine. I'm not even sure if there's an R in his last name, (laughs) like Stephen Dorff? It's just just a jumble of letters, and you just hope that you get close to it. I can say Mahershala. Because that has a flow, an elegant flow to it. Is this the elder millennial, younger millennial situation here? Could be. That he just missed out on... Missed out on Blade. There's think, like oh. one really good movie, one decent movie, and yeah. then the other one. The and other one. The other one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, in my age demographic, like people have seen Blade. I mean, not a, in a big amount, but a good size amount anyway, and I just missed it. I don't oh. know. Never grew up with it. Today's podcast, lots of Blade 97 talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone's dying for. I don't even know what year it was, but it was at least 20 years ago. Yeah, probably close to that. <laughs> I think it was older. It has to be a 90s movie. Well, no, like, I, think. I, I want to see a, a, a 19 movie. in that year. <laughs> no, the special effects weren't that good. Yeah. 98. 98. <laughs> I was close. Yeah. You were so, so yeah, good. Was, All right. Right on. Well, let's yeah. stop talking Kyle about a what, movie that's a 25 years old <laughs> and get into booking strategies for August. Yeah. So I was just actually just looking at that this before the podcast, trying to plot out August and September. And my August is actually filling up, not with great product, but I will have product on the screen in August. And there you it go. won't just be, you know, 27th week of top gun holdover product there'll actually be some new stuff there not great i don't think we had this conversation the other night i don't think we're gonna see another 20 million dollar opening maybe maybe beast definitely bullet train i think bullet train might be the last 20 million dollar opening better make a hundred million on opening (laughs) yeah better but i'm pumped for this movie (laughs) but after that you maybe would see 20 on beast i and after beast i don't think you're gonna get a big opening until October. Maybe Lyle, but it's going to be Halloween ends before yeah. you see anything that really pops. That really pops. Lyle, so. Lyle, Crocodile? Maybe, yeah. which is a gotcha. big maybe. And that's yeah. only because there's like no kids' movies from mm-hmm. DC Super Pets now until Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile. I know. So we're entering yeah, these. I, yeah, you're probably right. These film companies with their scheduling. We I have really three, feel like I'm putting scraps on the table. Three PG <laughs> animated films in six weeks. Yeah. And then nothing, nothing for six weeks. And then, I mean, there's still not a lot right. going into the holidays. Mm. No, I get, I get the feeling too. There's going to be those opinion articles where it's like the box office was doing so well, but now it's dead. What happened? <laughs> Is the variant increasing it's, awareness? <laughs> no, we're dealing with scraps now. Like yeah. maybe there will be a surprise, but that's a maybe. <laughs> Monkeypox is affecting the film industry. Yeah, yeah, that's a that that could be a new one. Watch <laughs> yeah. out for that. Watch out for that headline. No, I just, I mean, I will. There's some there's some interesting titles in there. There's some stuff that will be niche that will maybe pop for certain locations and not mm-hmm. others. Definitely so much filler. And and on top of that, 
of the stuff that is coming out, you're going to see smaller print counts. So you're not going to see stuff in threes and twins on the break. Maybe a lot of fours and fives, You, pr- if they're low grossing, you're not going to see it there either. Fighting and so, for these higher per screen averages, but it leaves a lot of people on the outside looking in. Yeah. Good grossing theaters. And so now it has the, the double effect of you're missing out on comps, future comps down the road because you didn't get it on the break. You're also missing the window. You know, you're missing the value window anymore. Mm-hmm. And so there's really not the great options to play things off the break. Like it, it's a, it's a tough, tough sell, I think, you know, and we've really been pushing our clients and our booking strategies to being very aggressive on the break titles. And if you're have small print counts and you don't have access to that, it, it's really hard. Like there's not really plan B out there. I mean that, that, and that's what we're looking at right now. So Oof. it's just, we feel for you people. <laughs> yeah. It's low grosses. And then of those, if you don't get it right away, it's even half of that low <laughs> So yeah, it, it, yeah. <laughs> but, but that is on us to find little gems, try new things. It's on the theaters to try new experiences, maybe diversify. Maybe this is where you really push private rent outs again. Maybe you push, um, you know, like strategic gaming runouts, uh, corporate retreats, you know, I've, other I've stuff an, that people yeah. need in the fall. I've got an indoor theater that's doing the first ever indoor double feature with Top Gun 1 and 2. Oh, see, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. you have to you All have right. to get creative. Get and that's creative. a whole weekend. They're mm-hmm. going to play it a double feature Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. For the same ticket price. <laughs> and it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like in a small town. Yeah, that, for sure. Can that work? And yeah. And I definitely suggest uh, for anybody listening that, you know, usually you wait to reduce your summer hours till after Labor Day. And that's kind of like the end of summer. But I think you do it now. I think you just start now, maybe close a couple days during the week and definitely pull nines and early, early matinees. I mean, don't you, there's no reason to be open so much right now. We've got enjoy pl- the summer. We Come have on. plenty of time to make money in the in October on. <laughs> right. Yeah. But say, yeah, true. I mean, just save those, those energy costs, save, you know, labor costs. I mean, it's going to be hard because a lot of theaters staffed with high school kids this summer. And when they're gone, you think, Oh gosh, I'm not going to have enough staff, but you're not going to have enough product for that staff to be open that much. So I think, I think it's could be a good time to really re- reevaluate your, you know, your labor costs, your, you know, your hours of operation, just make sure that you're being efficient in the hours that you are open and that, you know, you're getting as many butts and seats as you can. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be tough, but cool. that's kind of, you know, that's going to be, we're trumping We're going to trump that message in the next yeah. few weeks. Well, speaking of butts and seats, what did pets do for Thursday night previews? Yay! We get into the reviews part. Okay. Pets did a uh, 2.2 million. And Minions did 6.2. So it's mm, all right. not as big as Minions, but, you know, going into the summer, we knew Minions was going to be a behemoth. But yeah, Minions sure. was a $100 million three-day? Right. So this should be 35? I, I think easily 35. Yeah. The projections were about 30 mil anyway, so mm-hmm. exceeds it just a bit, but and good th- for this movie. And Thursday yeah. Night previews, yeah, Thursday Night Previews aren't great for kids' movies. No, because you don't want to take kids out evenings, no. usually. Or Thursdays, yeah. Yeah. For that matter. So, but Ken and I went and saw it. We took, we did take our boys to see it and the boys really enjoyed it. Um, Good. I think, you know, they laughed and they were engaged in it for the whole movie. And I always 
use that as my barometer on how well the movie is doing if mm-hmm. it can hold their attention the whole time. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was good. To, I mean, it was 100 minutes, which is a little long. Yeah. But it was it but was But it fun. had a lot of action in it, and f- it was quick paced, so that was good. And it had a lot of funny lines in it. In fact, Ken and I loved the turtle character. It is a, a saucy, foul-mouthed turtle. It <laughs> was For so... A PG kids movie? Yeah. yeah they, they bleeped out curse words oh, with really? this turtle yeah, it is they had, they saucy had, okay what, the, we what were, the bleep was that yeah like <laughs> where the bleep am i that's yeah. fantastic yeah. oh my gosh the turtle was, a, was the was best character fun. how is there no backlash for that because it was bleeped it was fun but, for the adults but still but, you would you would still think a parent would be like oh, my kid they somehow will know that word they used it perfectly so that yeah. with the bleep like it didn't change the meaning of the sentence. It was okay. just an adjective, an expletive. So it's like, where am I? And where the bleep am I? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the kids could understand where the story was uh-huh. with the giant bleep on top of it. Oh my gosh. Huh, okay. it was, that turtle was such a fun character. There was some really good other like one-liners that were just funny and... Mm-hmm. You know, it was still heartfelt, and The Rock and Chris or um, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, sorry, were those. They had good chemistry. Their characters were really good. It's hard in an animated film. You worry that their voices are so dynamic that they're going to overpower each other. But it it worked for me on this. No, it was it was very well put together. It made a lot of sense. It was yeah. interesting from start to finish. All They're, the all the animals were fun. They were all fun. Good. And there was no good. There's really no dragging. Sometimes you can get those with they have. Yeah. The they emotional made, moments and they even made fun of other animated films too. Oh really? Yeah. They a, name dropped a, like Pause of Fury and Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Yeah. I was gonna say Pause of Fury. How they no, do they that? Made, they name dropped Paw Patrol and there was like one other one that they. They're they're assembling all the the super pets and. They're like, what oh. is th- what is this, Paw Patrol? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. I mean, it was just clever and fun. I was assuming the joke was going to be like, someone call the Paw Patrol. No, they're busy. We can't get them. <laughs> okay, yeah. then we'll get this turtle that <laughs> well, this was... drops F-bombs or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. She she was a saucy turtle, and then she had a backstory that went to like the 1800s, and you're like, oh, yeah, she's, tortoises are super old. <laughs> what is this movie? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really surprising, and it was a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, we really That's enjoyed good. it. That's good. I mean, it was, you expect these with these names and it being DC mm-hmm. to fall off the wagon in quality as far as writing, things like that. You sure. know, the production's going to be fine because it's Warner Brothers animated. Yeah. But this was right on par with Lightyear and, and Minions. Yeah. I would say it was almost better than Lightyear. I mean, the quality was as good, but I think Lightyear was still really good. Well, Lightyear had a deeper story. Had, yeah, not like I'm losing my friend because he's getting married. Right, <laughs> like right. that was the that was the oh that the, was the was MacGuffin of, the was, MacGuffin in the whole thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, from like one of the it's pets. Like, I also, yeah. also there's a war raging between pets and superheroes and supervillains. But yeah. I'm gonna lose my friend to Lois Lane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what was good about it was that it was pleasant for parents to go to, and I think that's such a good predictor of how well the film's gonna do because. If parents are okay going taking kids to it and seeing it more than once, then I think you're you're gonna be okay. And we really need that because this film, being the last kids movie, has to have legs. Like we have to have this work for a minimum six weeks. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of my worry because Minions is also still kind of holding in strong, although it will eventually die out. So with DC. I was kind of afraid that this movie was still going to be overshadowed by minions and then it would drop off 
quickly and then once minions drops off then we have nothing for you know, mm-hmm. like you said august like, and september but kind of how maybe this does have burned. the legs then if that's the case from what you guys tell me yeah it's kind of i don't think it'll be burned up like uh pause of fury was like i really wish paramount had just put pause of fury at the middle to end of august we would have even that for a week oh my or gosh two. that would have been so much better than just wasting it yeah in, in july like we did it got buried yeah yeah <sighs> okay, let's, on to the first this. part. Why do you guys sound so tired? <laughs> I'm just waiting for Cody to get this out of her system. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. She was all, very upset about our first feature. So we day. went to oh, Nope. Yeah, there was a double feature. <laughs> and I was very excited for Nope. I was like, I was kind of digging the idea of like the ca- like urban cowboy alien, you know, Jor- my first Jordan Peele movie. I've never seen um, Us or Get Out. Like, I just don't like movies like that. I don't Scary do horror. Movies. I don't do. Mm-hmm. I don't do any of that. So this she's, one, I was she's like, not really up oh. for thinkers when it comes to movies either. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't go to movies to think. Bummer. <laughs> I go to movies to escape. Yeah. So, Fair. um, so I was As actually, I thought this one, one, I was just really excited for. I think I had too high of expectations, and I was very disappointed and let down by it. I thought it was very boring. It very slow paced. The lead character was a wet blanket with no personality whatsoever. Very, it like it felt like pulling teeth trying to get him to talk, and it was just frustrating for me. <laughs> like I, I can't. I, I, it left angry. I left that movie angry. Yes, she did. Because <laughs> I was so frustrated she was not by happy. it. Yeah, no. I'm kind of playing into it now, but I, I already know what she has said about this movie, <laughs> yeah. and she is, she is much. Calmer. I'm calmer because I watched a really cute yeah, but movie she's after getting, that. She's getting angry still talking about it. Yeah, her. so Ken, how about you? Do you yeah. add on to your thoughts so Cody can calm down again? <laughs> Jordan Peele! I really enjoyed Get Out. Mm-hmm. I love the movie Us. Thank you. I, I love that movie. Thank you. Yes. This, More people need to like that movie. This was a real letdown. Bummer. <laughs> this really... <laughs> I, I appreciated all the acting was great. The visuals were great. Mm-hmm. The... The surprises were okay, but it was just not enough of, I needed like one explanation. Why is this happening? That's what I need. Why is the alien, why are the aliens here? Why? Alien. Just what is causing this to have occurred? That's what I need. If I had that, I think I would really have enjoyed this. Mm -hmm. But I needed that. And I'm sure there's some very artsy, very broad explanation of why this is happening in some universe that I don't understand. But this is a straightforward Godzilla aliens attack movie. You have to have a reason. (laughs) I just need that. Okay. Sure. So on top of it being super boring, I didn't get attached to any of the characters because they were wet blankets and Mm -hmm. just, awful i felt like palmer was a wet blanket no she was great she was great okay but she was not the main guy the main guy was daniel Uh, yeah and he just i don't even know why he was there like i a cardboard cutout of him would have been better in these scenes he had an arc no I hated he had how to take care of business and he finally stepped up. <laughs> I couldn't stand how it looked like it was filmed during the day and they just put a blue light filter over it to make it at night. No, it's not ne- the moon and is never that bright. It doesn't shine like that. And there wouldn't with that many clouds, you wouldn't see it like that. So no, that was super annoying. Mm-hmm. The fact that nobody tried to kill 
the, I liked the idea it was a creature, even though it looked like a sand dollar in the sky. I liked the idea it was an animal and not, alert. and not a spaceship. I thought that was actually a really cool twist. And I was that's probably the one thing I liked the most about mm-hmm. this movie. However, if you figured out it was a predator animal and you didn't try to blow it up, I just, what is the point of this movie? Why wasn't you <laughs> strapping TNT or bombs? I mean, he lived on a ranch. And he didn't have a gun on him at any point in this. It is this. in California. Not even a shotgun in the house. No, you you have predators. Even just to shoot a rattlesnake, you would have something. Sure. So you would but... strap a bunch of bombs onto one of those horses and be like, "Good luck, Lucky." Big alien <laughs> shoot creature. Click. Shotgun. Uh... No, but the fact that he didn't have anything that maybe no. he did. Mm-mm. No, I needed more explanation here. I needed more attempts to uh, kill the thing. <laughs> Your first reaction isn't to destroy it once you know it can. it's an animal. This is interesting because when I was saying last week, I thought this would be the movie that is more audience friendly in that it's more straightforward as compared to us or Get Out to where you have to like really think about what's going on. I mean, there's some think uh, you have to think some about this movie, but I think in terms of what Jordan Peele has done, over his filmography like this is the one where you're like oh alien uh space case movie okay i'm in i thought it I would just be, don't i, th- know I thought it would be that same reaction from you where you didn't try to kill the aliens it's not body snatchers and it's not multiverse stuff or multiple universes yeah That's why i thought i was gonna like so it. i thought it would be more straightforward but in godzilla you know why godzilla is there you know why? And, and I mean, when there's giant monsters, Do you? yes, there's <laughs> yeah. a nuclear bomb and the thing turns into Godzilla. Yeah, you and know then that. he rampages the city. All right, like, sure. It's very straightforward. I mean, it's, it's very straightforward. And this was. Why did it turn into a butterfly, like, uh, <laughs> like, like sea creature looking thing? Fair enough. But I it just, was cool. And then it's like, <laughs> like it was. But it's, it was so upset at that point, but not at any other point. Yeah. <laughs> it turned into a butterfly. Oh, when you probably would have shot at it with a shotgun, then it probably would have turned to a butterfly right. much earlier. <laughs> well, and then the whole scene where they dump all the human blood and guts, like. I mean, was that the contents of its entire life? That was way too much blood. It was just raining blood <laughs> off but of like man, 40 people. Didn't Come on. Look cool, though. It looked cool, but it was not believable. That's, that that was like one of the few shots of this year where I'm like, I'm gonna remember. I feel that like shot that was a while. really nostalgic throwback horror shot, which is which is does come into play in this movie for sure. Like with the likes of you know Spielberg making his um, alien type mm-hmm. movies, and even Shyamalan when he did some sci fi stuff. It definitely was like a resemblance of what Peel would do and paying homage to those types of this things. This is why I don't do horror movies. I just. I'm like people wouldn't act this way. They would immediately be trying to shoot that thing down. Yeah. As dumb as a shotgun in the sky, at least I would have seen an attempt. Mm-hmm. An attempt, maybe a long range rifle, you know, a 30 out six, something, <laughs> something. He would have had something. He's got to put one of those horses down. I just imagine those characters being like, a 30, who, what now? Yeah. <laughs> it was not believable at all that he was a ranch hand that didn't have a weapon let's move on to our next topic that also doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> and i just I, saying, I just i'm bummed i really wanted you guys to like this movie i, I hope we I both wanted really to like wanted it. to like it yeah yeah and it was just a little <sighs> disappointing i thought the i hope the he acting... doesn't try a romantic comedy if he ruins that for me he's back on the shit list <laughs> <laughs> so he's not on there yet okay no, i'll take he's that. not on there yet. he's safe he's safe but You've been warned. <laughs> he has been warned. <laughs> All right. So this next topic, what do we have to discuss? Oh, apparently Lionsgate and STX are in talks to merge. STX is unwinding themselves from 
Eros, and I don't know if you know what company that is, but they are um, unwinding themselves from it and maybe glomming on to uh, Lionsgate. And I'm not really sure why. What was the name of that company? Eros. Sounds like a sex toy. <laughs> That's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it sounds like, according to Deadline, that Lionsgate is getting um, the movies and the product that SDX has, and Lionsgate will handle distributing and marketing for the theatrical well, releases. Well, that's, that's good, because good. Lionsgate is better at distributing than STX was. Yeah. yeah. And Lionsgate actually still has staff, whereas STX didn't have anybody. They do not. They do not. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of makes sense, but I don't know. I don't know. I just I feel like Lionsgate is just trying to prop up. Uh, this is a way for them to get a little bit more product for their slate in hopes of anticipation of being bought. It just doesn't feel like this is a real long-term strategy. No, but it, it, it also at least gives them Brief. probably more original stuff, perhaps. Well, I think Or any product because they barely had anything yeah, on their slate I mean, outside in, of John Wick. They're in the business of John Wick and... Um, Cheap uh, horror movies. Cheap horror movies, oh, religious good, I was going to uh, say, and good dramedies. feel ones. Cheap, cheap faith-based movies. Yeah. yeah. So I guess How now they're going to have- How many movies can we create? Yeah. Yeah, that one's Apparently interesting. Apparently multiples? Yeah. What, what, what's the new Wonder movie? That's White gonna, Bird. White yeah. Bird. It's like a weird prequel thing. Yeah. They only mention the Wonder Kid and, has, and then it, it has somehow- has Nazis in it. And yeah. then somehow <laughs> becomes a 1940s <laughs> escape thriller. No. Yeah. What, they're, what they're doing here is- taking a mcdonald's cheeseburger and throwing away the patty and then going to burger king to get something that's actually grilled yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still a fast food hamburger there's yeah. no there's no improvement of the, the quality here yeah definitely it's just the same same movies different different stamp on mm-hmm. them yeah but at least maybe some stuff will finally be released again so that yeah. way we can have more no, stuff yeah. like august oh my gosh. throw yeah. all this stuff in august stx has a lot of product September? that's been sitting that'd be there. great I mean, yeah. they have stuff to play, stuff that we've been requesting. Right. Mm-hmm. And that anything that goes theatrical and not streaming is a positive in my books. So yeah, exactly. Which is what I'm hoping that this does because neither yeah. one of those has a dedicated streamer. So mm-hmm. even if it is a short term plan, right. at least it's that. So what's next on the agenda? We're going to talk about why Marvel movies don't look good lately. <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, Cody, you want to talk about how much you hate Marvel movies again? <laughs> Remember the conversation I, we had at the beginning? I can't hate something if I have no interest in seeing it. So <laughs> there well, you go. Well, this is complaints of basically workers versus management, or it's it's used with what they call pixel fucking. <laughs> yeah, that was the like headline. I had to yeah. ask Kyle what it meant. I was like, I think I'm too old for this term. It's It's Marvel being too picky over every single scene of every single shot and making sure everything is perfect Mm -hmm. and you know and just uh, unrealistic deadlines yeah Yeah. so there's an article basically talking about the unrealistic deadlines that vfx artists have having to make and the vfx artists of course uh work on making the cgi and the the spectacleness these days like look very good but um between the overworked hours and apparently the not so great working conditions and uh yeah, of the amount of hours and deadlines that they have to make, it has kind of resulted in, I would think, some Marvel movies and within other studios as well, probably not being able to look as great as they probably should be. So, like Morbius. 
Oh, breaking breaking uh, yeah, news. Yeah, it could be Morbius. Breaking even. news today, folks. Yeah. Film companies have unrealistic expectations. <laughs> yeah. Also, water wet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that part isn't surprising, but it's it's just frustrating, you know, cuz people who go to the theaters like we should have like really great stuff to show them, and I'm sure VFX artists also want the same. They also want to do a great job and they also want to show people in theaters what they've made and give them a great experience, but with studios these unrealistic expectations are what's causing you know these movies to fall flat just a bit well i think that we have a supply issue here that the studios have have really upped their content game Mm -hmm. because they're trying to not only fill a theatrical window but now a streaming window yeah that's true too and so they're going to these visual effects houses and they're saying okay I may have had one or two, you know, big pictures a year or six, six films on mm-hmm. my slate that needed your work. Now I have doubled that because part of that goes to our dedicated streamer. Like at the time that say take Disney, for example, um, cause we mentioned Marvel. So you have your, your Disney theatrical, you know, you have your Marvel films, but you also now have star Wars TV shows. You have Marvel TV shows. I mean, you have a lot going on in these houses now and they haven't like doubled or tripled the staff to accommodate the doubling or tripling in content production. Yeah. And so they are being overworked with tight deadlines because that those streaming service need a content churn. Like it's all about what's new and latest and keeping people super engaged. Whereas the movies were, you got more time to make, to get it right because that played longer in the theater was like Mm -hmm. more of a long-term prospect. And so I feel for them. And this is, I think, the industry and the creative side of the industry now um, feeling just the pressure and the tightness of of that. Also on tonight's news, industry has a hard time finding workers. Shocked? (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Also, sky is blue. Tonight at 10. So once again, streaming ruined everything. Yeah, thanks a lot, streaming. Well, the film companies spent like all other industries spent all this time dealing with COVID and dealing with closures and dealing with changes to the release schedule. Mm -hmm. And now they're dealing with, Oh, we don't have enough employees. Well, we all did that six months ago. We all knew that was the case, Yeah, but they, you know, blinded by monkeypox and COVID variants and not paying attention to what the real issues were. And now that they don't have a supply chain issue because they create their supply. Yeah. But, and there's always, there's never going to be a shortage of people who want to be on camera or behind the camera, but people who want to sit in an office and program movies. Yeah. You can't get people to program anything right now. Especially when, when it comes to these theatrical releases, they lean so heavily into the CGI now is that it overtakes that as compared to like the actual filming of the movie, Mm -hmm. the people working behind the camera, the people in front of the camera. Yeah. And if you don't have the big enough staff to, you know, make what is a studio's number one thing now, and that's the CGI spectacle of it. Yeah. Of course it's going to result in this stuff happening. Yeah. Can we talk about the real CGI spectacle? Which was the Shazam trailer we saw last night. (laughs) I don't think there were, I don't think there were actual people in this trailer. What? No. (laughs) Zachary Levi. He's not a real person. He is such a real person. Have you he, seen him? Yeah, he on looks stage at Cinemacon. So smooth. 
Like they, yeah. that's just well, they, good genes, man. No. It is. He really does look like that in real life. Very handsome, very personable on stage. Oh, okay, I can imagine. You know, so. you were there at CinemaCon when he was on stage. Yeah, you saw I him for real. Was yeah. getting cocktails. He was not on stage when I was there. Okay, well, I get blinders on, and he was definitely on stage. So your blinders are for Zachary Levi. Yeah, Ken's are for cocktails. Cocktails. Mine are and and Zachary Levi playing Kurt Warner, but that's the only excuse he gets. Zachary Levi. Oh, it's not football. <laughs> He's not wearing a Rams jersey. Not interested. Right. Yeah. But okay. yeah, we can talk about this uh, trailer now. Yeah, this Shazam trailer looked really fun. I like how they. Um, are expanding the universe a little bit more, but keeping the same like all in the family message. Yeah, me too. And stuff. And it just, I I feel like they kept the tone of the first one, which was good. Yeah, exactly. That's the same um, consensus that I got as well. I, I just hope that they stick the landing on doing so because they did it so mm-hmm. well in the first one to me. But yeah, uh, I, I was happy with seeing that. Has Helen Mirren in it? Of course they've stuck the landing. That's a good point. <laughs> it's another DC movie about greek gods i could care less just leave Bummer. it alone right. <laughs> just just See, make it this one gets me more way more excited than avengers the kane dynasty i have no Sounds idea what so that serious. is serious yeah this one's fun <laughs> well we also got a trailer this week that was not fun no we got the black panther like teaser trailer and uh, black panther wakanda forever yeah yeah if that doesn't get your heartstrings pulled i don't oh. know what does because man Oh, Waterworks. Angela Bassett, <laughs> she just carries this like oh she just sure. so powerful. Yeah. Just just that oh, the she, mama in me just my heart went out to her. And, and the quality of this trailer also was what got me as well because yeah. I haven't really been blown away by trailers, particularly like Marvel trailers lately. Mm-hmm. But this one actually looked like a real movie and looked very well made. Right. I just hope that doesn't change in the final product of it all. It just but, it made me so sad. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing. It does. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to do any business. I don't know. Oh, it, it'll do business. I think it'll do, I think there'll be definitely an interest in the beginning. Like there's going to be that curiosity factor yeah, with it for sure. Yeah, people need to know who's going to be Black Panther next or how are they yeah. even going to address, you and, know, the loss of the actor. the success of this film will be about how that question is answered for sure yeah if winston duke is not the black panther i'm gonna be very i'm gonna be really disappointed too <laughs> i wouldn't be against it either i i have a feeling it's gonna be uh one of the female characters me but too well i wouldn't be upset if mbaka did because they show like a very quick pick uh, like a glimpse of a black panther character but you don't know if it's if it's him before like Bozeman flashback yeah yeah. or if it's in a costume this is the one that's taking it up like because it kind of seems a little feminine but it's just so hard to tell in such a quick glimpse Mm -hmm. but i want winston duke to be he's my go-to he's so big and just such a presence on screen that now yeah the actor's great now if disney took a hard right turn yeah and decided not to go with diversity in black panther and they made the guy from the hobbit the black panther which guy <laughs> that's in the black panther movies i'm trying to oh remember. <laughs> they, be... make, they take a hard right turn and make a, a white british guy the black panther i think this could be a winner <laughs> um no no <laughs> that would be catastrophic <laughs> no but, but it would hilarious to think about funny, a funny snl skit yeah <laughs> that actually you know <laughs> we'd like to announce the new black panther 
That would actually be like a really good skit for it's, SNL or it's something Robert like Downey that. Jr. <laughs> See, isn't this what you wanted? Tom huh? Cruise is the new Black Panther. <laughs> he can do anything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. And it's coming up soon. It's going to be yeah. in November as well. It so is. It'll it be, won't be it'll, long. It'll be a good Thanksgiving title. I wanted to talk about, so because I'm so up on Shazam. Yeah. Shazam comes out at Christmas. I've, I think out of all the Christmas titles, my number one to book for everybody is going to be Puss in Boots because you have to have an animated children's title at yeah. the holidays because you have to have something that little kids can go to and grandma can go to. And that's usually defaults to an animated title. So Puss in Boots, number one. Number two, I'm going with Shazam. I am not as high on Avatar as I think a lot of other people are. I don't know if people... She are, looks at me no, when she says yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the gut reaction is, oh, I have to have Avatar because it's going to be good or there's actual interest in it, or I just think the first one was so big that I have to do this one. I think for theaters, it's that second one. That's going to yeah. be their mindset. Mm-hmm. Well, so you're going to have to do some tough convincing. I, after I after asked a year them, of top gun being remade after 40 years yeah yeah this is only 10 years cody it should be four times bigger than top gun was. i mean yeah. i i don't think it's going to be the box office numbers that the first one did For absolutely sure. not that, but that's a given it can never live up sequels, to the first one sequels are rarely bigger than the original yeah. so well it'll so i don't even Maverick, think anyone <laughs> I, I don't even know if it'll be half of what the other one was mm-hmm. like i just when you start asking somebody, why would you go see this? Especially because I think the tri- the teaser they put out is just awful. Like nobody talks till the very end. There's no, there's no engagement. I don't know who any of these characters are. I just see like, oh, they could be pregnant and there's water. And it just. It's to remind you of the spectacle. I think that's what it was for. It doesn't feel like it though. It just feels boring. I mean, yeah. I mean, that could be for a lot of people. That's just what I see from the teaser. That was the um, strategy. Our biggest movie-going demographic that's been really consistent post-pandemic has been teenagers. Yeah. None of them have seen the first one. I guarantee you that. I I wouldn't even know. Ten years is a long time. If they know, (laughs) if you said Avatar, if they would think about the blue creatures or if they still go to, like, Avatar Last Airbender. So... Or the yeah. anime. It's an yeah. avatar on your social media. Yeah. <laughs> like, or an, or your yeah your phone avatar. Like, like when I heard Avatar for the first time, I was I had no idea what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No idea. Ten I mean, ago. even in my age group at the time, Avatar: The Last Airbender was popular. Uh, yeah. The anime was so. Even still, before the movie was coming out, we probably also had the conversations of like, wait, did they finally make an Avatar movie? Oh, that's not at all what it was. Not at all. But, it's, but it still made money, of course. Didn't but. Shyamalan Ding Dong make one of those? Yeah, he, he made did. the movie. <laughs> he made the live action one, I yeah. think. Ugh. Agreed. <laughs> um, so I do have some reservations with it. And I just, I've been talking to people and I'm like, oh yeah, we've got to have Avatar. I'm like, why? <laughs> For, like, can you tell me why you think it's going to be really good? Because I don't see it. But we're such a... But it's so interesting, though, because we always mentioned that this is such a brand-driven business these days. I just think that Avatar is still it, – it, it's it's not the brand that is the most popular now, but it still is recognizable that mm. the assumption for theaters is that they probably have to play it. Like, they have to yeah. play this movie. No one, oh, and maybe for, sure. for audiences, that could be the same way. Whenever like you I bring still, these, you go, Ken. Whenever we bring these lists out, it gets crazy. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh – Avengers Endgame, Avatar, 
Jaws, <laughs> like adjusted for inflation. And it's like, that's, yeah, that's what everyone thinks. Like if they redid Jaws today, you know, people would play it. I would be more yeah. excited about that than I Avatar. Know. I understand, but I mean, that that's sounds, what I'm saying. That sounds awesome. But if it was, if it's one of these cultural, I mean, we had uh, Salem's Lot, which was not a huge grossing right. movie when it was originally made. But people are genuinely excited about it because they had some name recognition. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has the most name recognition when it comes to yeah. what movie has made the most money? <laughs> Titanic, Avatar, yeah. Avengers Endgame. That's what you think of. And when it comes to, that doesn't mean like you can't play Shazam. Because I think Warner Bros. was actually smart in realizing that Shazam is kind of within the realm of the DC world or whatever they term it as. Um it's like their B title. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking, okay, there's still going to be audiences coming out at Christmas. The first priority is probably going to be Avatar. But at least with Shazam, thinking of it as like the next title after, that could still make its money back. We still mm-hmm. get good business. And it's still as, as successful as the first one, which came out in like April. And it wasn't like a necessarily a smash hit, but it was enough right. to get people talking about it and get a sequel. Well, so th- this I- is where you got to separate your personal feelings from business feelings yeah but i am struggling to (laughs) To do that to do that yeah i really am on this one like i just have no interest no i just don't think i I think there's going to be so much hype and so much letdown with avatar that's i hope it's the opposite but but i'm i'm going to focus on what i know like i know shazam will do certain amount of business mm-hmm. and i know puss and boots will do a certain amount of business and yeah. those are going to be my anchor then if i have room on s- something else when we get there then i'll add in obviously in all the big complexes you play everything like it's not yeah i'm, not, I'm mostly talking about really little locations oh absolutely where you yeah, may this... have to make a choice between three titles yeah we're not we're not saying that i don't know if regal should play out yeah. like no obviously <laughs> not but we're talking about the people who are listening to this podcast, like the ones right. with the smaller theaters and what decisions they, they are the ones that have to make these tough decisions. The smartest move that we haven't talked about really is that they moved Aquaman from here. Yeah. And they give Aquaman its own month mm-hmm. in 2023. Yes. Yeah. It needs room to really stretch its legs and to be the only thing that's in theaters. Yep. Yeah. Cause that's the A. that would be an A title, not Shazam. No. Yeah. That's that, you know, the first wonder woman were a pluses for them. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely destroyed at the box office. Speaking Did- of Aquaman 2, yeah. apparently there's a report coming out from Hollywood Reporter that Ben Affleck is going to be Batman, Batman again in, in it. the Aquaman 2 movie. It's only because Jason Momoa posted a picture on social media with Ben Affleck, and he's like, Arthur and Bruce. Bruce. At it again. Yeah, and, and oh, I was like, yes, I, bring him back. <laughs> I don't know if that is what it means, but like, I just needed to see Ken's reaction. I know. I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah. If they put Robert Pattinson <laughs> next to Jason Momoa, he'll look like something Jason Momoa left in the toilet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> ben Affleck is just as big as Jason Momoa is. At least uh, probably just as tall. He's just he's as just tall. He's not as, as wide, but he's but, not small by no, any means. No, and he's way in better shape now. J-Lo got him in shape. <laughs> yeah, He's like, if we're going to have a sham of a marriage, you got to at least look the part. <laughs> oh, I like to think it's real. <laughs> It's real. Early 2000s love, back at it again. No, I saw a meme where them getting married could possibly take us back in time to like, when they got married the first time. Did they actually get married? No, yet? they broke up. They didn't. They the, never got married. Okay, well, it could undo the pandemic, people. Oh my gosh. If we travel <laughs> it, back 10 like years. It, there's even a 1% chance. It gets, it gets the timeline right in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all of a sudden, we all wake up one day, and it's like, 
somebody says COVID, and you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what this is. All I know is that Ben Affleck and J-Lo are now married, and everything is fine. <laughs> everything is fine. And they're the crowned king and queen of America, <laughs> and we're fine with that because we didn't have to shut down our businesses for two years. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier. <laughs> I'm all in on this yeah. multiverse. <laughs> Benefer multiverse. The Benefer multiverse. <laughs> And on that note, I think that's all we have for today's episode. It is. Batflex back. Oh. <laughs> yes. Joyous day, everyone. <laughs> Go see uh, DC Super Pets. Super cute. Take your kids. And it was well worth it. And see, nope, don't listen to the others. No, nope, don't do it. Don't waste your money. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at ScreenInsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.